So this is going to be a, a lot of fun, guys. Uh, this podcast today is with the Dillons. We love this family. Love them. They are. They have been just such a great example to us. So I'm. I'm really excited. It makes me less nervous that you know they're the first interview that we have on here because it's just so easy to talk to them. The Dillons. You know, we did this podcast with them, and I want to say that their impact on our lives, just as a young couple has been huge from getting us involved in children's ministry furthering ourselves into the in-group furthering ourselves or should i just call it care captains um furthering ourselves into honestly uh so many so many so many different things and not only are they great in encouraging us and and helping and, and making us do more but they're great examples. The way they have three kids, just like we do. Mm-hmm. We have a boy and two girls. They have two two boys and a girl. Um, man, it they are such a great godly example here at in the Lighthouse Church. You know, I know I've told them before, actually, and I know this podcast is very family oriented, but they have given us some of the best parenting advice. And once they hear this, I know like. Sister Sarah is going to just laugh at it like, what, me? But she's so humble, and there's things that they have given us that I still remember and take to heart. Um, Yeah, there's things. Before we had kids, they were giving us children advice before we ever had kids. And now, if you're young, married, and you're looking at you know maybe having kids and trying to balance ministry and children, you may be thinking, man... I, how do they do it? Well, this couple is a perfect example of how to do it, how to, we're going to talk about how they're starting the work in San Bernardino and all of these great things that they have done and really just a perfect example that they have been to us. Disclosure, if you guys hear any random noise in the background, we do have three kids and I guarantee you it's one of mine. <laughs> yes. And uh, again, we try to do minimum edits because I don't want to be up all night editing uh, podcasts because uh, then they won't make this as enjoyable. So again, this is ministry and with family, with kids. So if you guys hear the little noises, that's probably our little one. <laughs> so, um, But this is life. This is real life. This is families. This is kids. This is trying to get this done at 10 o'clock at night while we're trying to eat a snack. So it, it's all going to be just real. So, all right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And again, welcome to the welcome overflow. Welcome to the overflow. Everybody, welcome today to the Overflow Podcast. I am so happy today for our first ever interview podcast with two very special people in mine and Kim's life, the Dillons. We love this family. If you guys could go ahead and just introduce yourselves, if you don't mind. Hi, I'm Sarah Dillon. And I'm Caleb Dillon. Guys, um, these are two great people at Inland Lighthouse Church. They're very involved. They not only do... Uh, Basically, they're involved in every single ministry in our church. And, and uh, you know, I'm sorry. One other person that's here today in this podcast is my wife. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi. 
Kim. We're so happy. And, I, and I, as I said in our intro, Kim will be joining us in these podcasts. So I am so excited that she's here too, of course. So let's go ahead and Caleb, Sarah, can you guys just tell us what you guys do here in the Lighthouse Church? A little of everything. Yeah. Um, more so I, what don't they do? That would probably be a shorter list. I think we point. try our best to help in a little of everything. I don't know that we're necessarily right. like in charge of things. She's being completely modest. Completely no, no, no. Modest. I, 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 we, we've been involved in everything except playing the music and um, preaching, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be awkward later. <laughs> well, we know Sarah's not preaching anymore. Caleb definitely does his share, and he's really, he's really excited whenever he preaches. Um, no, but honestly, let's let's think about this. Uh, you guys got us started in our ministry. Uh, we got involved in children's ministry by a pool from Brother Caleb. He, me, and Caleb, we were newly married. Um, we were kind of. It was more of, a, more of a push. It, it was, but a godly push. It was a very good. It was a good push. A, a good gentle push. shove, if you will. <laughs> yes. And basically, Caleb came and approached us and was like, hey, have you guys ever thought about Sunday school before? And we were like, no, not really. And then we, we, I remember my first Sunday, I think it was the Sunday after that. And uh, as we were standing there in the background, we were pulled to the front <laughs> during songs, you know, during the song time. And uh, back when... But Caleb was much more limber, and he did all the moves with us. True, true. And uh, so we got, I got thrown up there, and I remember, and I, honestly, I fell in love with it. So that is our push into, honestly, the work of God. I so, feel like they pull us into everything. Not in a bad way. It's absolutely a good way. But we're always, like, two steps right behind and just following. Literally, they've oh. been, like... We've done Sunday school right behind them. It was even like our cleaning teams. We were like on oh, their we first were cleaning. On the same cleaning team. <laughs> yeah, it's always two yes. steps behind. And I'm like, okay, if they're the future us, where are we going next? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's true. Like cleaning, wow. I remember yeah, Caleb surprise. would have. I think it was Kristen. So the, this oh, is yes. their one of or their daughter, one of their three. And he had her cleaning the church in this little like pouch that he wore, and I, that just like foreshadowed yes, my vacuuming with the baby Bjorn. <laughs> yes, right. yeah, this is true. <laughs> well, it's it's one of those things I told a pastor a long time ago. Um, we're willing to be involved in anything, like whatever needs done, we're willing to be involved. Um, but I told him, I said, I'm always going to be looking for my replacement. Uh, I'm going to try to find, if you have me do a job, I'll do it to the best of my ability, but I'm going to find somebody to eventually take my place um, because those are the jobs to do and I'll find somebody to take my place on that one. And that's how the church grows. It's We get together and you figure out something and then you bring somebody else behind you and like, okay, hey, let, let's do this, let's do that. And, and as they do it, hopefully the, the goal is that they surpass us. You know, in whatever we're doing, you know, and this is not like a mutual admiration society or anything like that. But, Sunday school has surpassed. But yeah, <laughs> S- Sunday school is way better than than when I did it. And and quite frankly, when I got involved in Sunday school, somebody drafted me. So it's, it's that kind of thing. We want, you want to bring people in behind you. You know, I've actually thought of that multiple times with like friends or, you know, people that we've been like, say, say they're just our buddy and we hang out with them. And I'm like, no, do you like Sunday school? How, how can you do that? Are you, are you interested in Buzz? Yeah. And me and Julian both have done like things like that. And it's that pool. It's like, okay, we've done this. 
this is what we've learned like what can you do for it right it's, it's that pull it's that keep like you keep pulling someone in then they'll pull someone in and they'll pull someone in and I think part of it is people don't realize their own potential like I might be talking to you and like wow Kim is so energetic she's really good with kids she would make a great Sunday school teacher where maybe you don't see yourself like when I first got in church I was like 16 I remember Bishop Booker came up to me and was just like hey when are you going to join the choir I was like when am I going to join the I'm in the choir you know it's like 20 years later that you know I'm still in the choir now Mm -hmm. it's like I can't wait for our kids to be in the choir but I think it's just people sometimes they don't see all of that potential in themselves. And it just takes someone kind of like nudging them like, hey, you might be good in this thing, you know? Well, and, and it's also one of those things you want to get involved in everything. In anything that presents itself, get involved in it. And it may not be what fits you. It may not be your cup of tea. It may not be something that you like. But if you'll get involved in it, there's things that you'll get involved in that you don't know that you like. Like... For when I got involved in Sunday school, they, they pulled me into it. I was supposed to be just security. You know, I'm, I'm there. The only, my only job was to make sure that the kids sit down while <laughs> Brother Philip and Brother Scott Blair lit things on lit fire. Things on fire <laughs> and, and, still, still lighting things on fire. <laughs> we, we won't talk about those things. You know? But, like, okay. that was my job. And then it was a week or so later, it was like, Hey, uh, we need help teaching a lesson, and hey, uh, we need help singing a song, and hey, we need. And before you know it, I'm one of the three, and we're planning it. And then, you know, as it grows, other people come in, and eventually, you know, like I, I like Brother Julian said earlier, I'm not as limber. I don't, you know, I don't have those, uh, you know, I, I'm not. I can't do some of those songs. I can't do some of that stuff. But I'm still involved, and I consider myself before anything else. I am. I really consider myself a teacher. Like, I consider myself a Sunday school teacher. If you ask me, like, what are my jobs in the church? Like, I do a lot of things, but Sunday school and teaching, and that's really what I enjoy to do. But I would never have found that if I didn't try. If I didn't just, hey, this needs done, that's what I'll do. You know, just touching back to what you were saying about not just recruiting people, because we're not... We're not looking to like, hey, you know, um, forcing people into it. But it's one thing is because we know it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Doing the work of God is exciting. Yeah, so yeah. we're recruiting them in a positive note, being like just how much they'll be blessed from jumping in on yeah. it. And then and you mentioned about looking for eventually your replacement. That's mm-hmm. leadership. That's just leadership. That's finding a leader. So then when you go into another another ministry as God moves you, you, that door, that room is not going to be unkept. There's right. going to be someone to watch after the sheep after you move yeah. on. So that's so important, you know. So what what you're doing, it's that's also a ministry, you know, making right. leaders, a leader making yeah. leaders. Like that is very important, and it's not easy. That is not easy because you know sometimes you know you might think someone's a leader, then you put them in that spot, and they they just weren't ready, you know, because. You know, um, being able to see that someone's mature enough for that situation. For instance, just let's just talk about Moses. Moses in the Bible, he, when he responded as a premature leader, he couldn't bury an Egyptian in the sand. Right. But when he was a mature leader and God worked on him and everything else, he was able to bury a whole Egyptian army. Yeah. You know, so that's just, but, but you as a leader, being able to look for other people to get in that spot and take your role and you move on to something else or whatever that is 
That's super important. Yeah, it, it's important. And it's also important, you know, like, I'm not necessarily trying to find somebody, hey, you should be this, you should be that. But hey, why not try this? Why not try that? I'm, I'm doing this. Why don't you do it with me? And it, again, it may not work for you. It may not be where you're suited. But when, when you step out into the kingdom of God, when you step out into the work of the kingdom of God, God starts opening the doors. But if you look throughout your Bible, the correct action of faith is always movement. Abraham walked before he knew where he was going. He started walking before these people started doing what they were doing. They started moving. And as they moved, God opened up the will of God. But until you start moving, there's all these possibilities. There's this wide variety of doors you could walk through and, and ministries you can step into and, and things you can do in the kingdom of God that are exciting and they look really cool and they're fun and they're, they're the things you always imagined you wanted to do. But until you start moving, those things don't happen. Yeah. So I, I'll give you an example. We started a, um, a men's Bible study at the church um, not about, about a year ago, nine months ago, something like that. And where it started, Sarah and I were on vacation and <laughs> talking about talking about this is what we do what on we, vacation. Yeah, this is what we do on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> what are we gonna What are we gonna do? There, there was some people we were, you know, we were concerned about, and um, so we said, you know what, we're gonna do we're gonna do a Bible study, and we'll do a men's fellowship Bible study. And if it's just fun and games, people are gonna come once or twice, but they're not gonna come. But if we can give them something. Um, so we feed them and then we, we talk about the Bible and then we sit around and drink coffee and chit chat probably way too late and our wives get mad at us, but because <laughs> we stay, sometimes we stay way too late, but, um, it's a lot of fun and it's been one of the coolest things we've done. Um, but we didn't know how it was going to turn out. That wasn't, and our goal wasn't to have some like fabulous thing, but we wanted to do something for God and. As we did stuff for God, as we did begin to do these things for God, it started opening up. The doors started opening up and people started coming and people were blessed by it. And, you know, people come to the Bible study and sometimes they come once or twice and they never come again. And that's okay. That's, that's what it's for. But it gives people a place to come and do and be around other men if they need it. And it's really become a blessing to people. And, and even to us, it's been a huge blessing to us, but we would never have done that if we didn't just step out into it and just, and as you step out into the work of God and as you step out into those waters, God starts opening doors and new avenues open and all this other stuff happens that you didn't even expect. You know, um, I, I started coming to this church when I was eight years old and you guys, met each other uh, I, I remember when you guys first got together and I remember Sarah was the older cool girl because she played the drums and all that and then Caleb <laughs> came down from Fresno and he was a mysterious guy and uh, when you guys got married you guys did you guys jump into work pretty quick right I mean as far as before we even got married I was already um I don't know that it was considered a care captain, but we had like youth type care captains. And I think that's where I started. And I was also on bus originally mm -hmm. before he came. 
And then once we got married, well, you had to do all the things I did. Because <laughs> that's yeah. how it yeah. works, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. You get, you, we're yeah. partners now. Yeah. And then I yeah. think from there, oh, we a couple years later, that's when the church started the full adult care captains. And we were originally care captains over the young marrieds group. Yeah, with we did two other couples. And, and, in, and before that, we did all kinds of stuff. We did youth trips and we did Bible quizzing. Uh, we did bus ministry for together for a while. Um, and I, I don't know. I grew up. I grew up in the church, um, and I come from a family that that's you're. If you're going to go to church, you're going to be involved. <laughs> you yeah. know, this is uh, somebody preached a message a long time ago, and I don't I don't remember who preached it, but they talked about this is my church, yes. and um, and if it's going to be, it's up to me, and different different messages like that, and you you grow up with that. This is my church. Um, I, I'm a part of this, and, and he, as you start doing that stuff, you know. Yeah, I I was thinking about that earlier today, where both of our families are that way where they were very involved like I remember my mom was always asked to cook for you know a minister's dinner and she would be excited about it it was like an honor to be used in the church and your family is the same way as his parents both did counseling at um, the junior camp and I know his mom's always doing something for the church she taught at their church but I think that reflects in us as adults we were raised it's an honor to work for the church and then we are hopefully doing that for our children you know, where they're mm-hmm. growing up seeing, like, this is an honor. It's an honor to be able to work for your church. Yeah, and I would definitely say that, you know, you guys jumped into it as a young married couple together, I mean, from day one. And, you know, sometimes young marrieds, they feel like, I'm married now. I'm going to just focus on my wife, and I'm going to develop my home. And they kind of put the church on the back burner, which is obviously not your guys' case, and not something yeah. that we believe is... You know something they should do we believe you know get married start a work together it's so much fun that way right. you know and you guys and now as you guys are evolving and i'm not saying any ministry is less than another but as you guys are getting more and more involved there's one thing i've talked to caleb about he's mentioned is that as you work in the ministries of the church you learn your pastor and you, know, you learn what your pastor loves and likes and you could you basically know what he wants before he even asks for it you already know but now he's kind of. You guys are getting more and more involved, and now you guys are starting a work in San Bernardino. I know we, this is what this is all working up to right now. Right. And tell us about that. You guys are starting this work, and how, how's it going? How did it start? I mean, it's, it started like a, a whirlwind romance. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It is true. It started with a burden well it's a burden that we've always had throughout the years and it was just conversations here and there conversations here and there and it kind of built up to this point of this city needs a church this city needs a church we talked with pastor and Mm -hmm. it kind of it just got to the point of you almost you you can't sleep at night you can't like it's on your mind all the time this city needs a church everywhere you go you see somebody at stater brothers this woman, she needs a church in her city. This family, they need a church in their city. So we went and we talked with Pastor about starting a Bible study in San Bernardino. A Bible study that lasted like how long? Like six weeks, seven <laughs> weeks. Yeah, it's it's one of those things we we tried to do f- for a long time. We, so it, where it all goes back to many, many years ago, 
um, we, we got started getting a burden for the Inland Empire and getting on board with her pastor's vision and, and catching a hold of that. And you really started to get that burden. And it, and it started growing and growing, especially for San Bernardino. And um, it would get to the point where you read the news article and you read about a tragedy that happened, uh, a shooting, uh, a stabbing, or whatever happened in San Bernardino. And San Bernardino is San Bernardino. It's 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 an area. If you don't know, <laughs> yeah. If, if you're listening to this and you don't know where San Bernardino is, just Google it, and you will quickly see yeah. headlines in the news, like all kinds of crazy stuff. It is a rough town. It is a very old historic town. There's a lot of mm-hmm. history there, but it's uh it's rough. And you guys have picked a uh, but. Especially, he compares it to Ezekiel's Boneyard, yep. and it's it's a place. And, and so we get we see these stories and we see this happening. And I and I would just sit there and like, God, if you'd let me get there, maybe we could have saved this person or we could have witnessed to this person. And we tried to start Bible studies in San Bernardino for years, and it just never worked. No, nothing bad, and no no knock on anybody, but it just wasn't God's time. Um, we tried to do it at different people's houses, and for different reasons, it fell through. And um, and part of this is we tried to buy a house for about 15 years. We kept trying to buy houses, and every time we would try to buy a house, it would fall through. Every time. And like crazy stories, we don't have time for it all. Maybe one day. Yeah, we really don't. It would take forever. But we, and it just wouldn't work. Well, then we, we got to this point about a year ago um, where we were ready to buy a house again, and we're... And we, we were really torn between, um, there was a house we found in uh, Rialto, there was a house we found in San Bernardino, and we were really torn because we wanted to do this work for God, but San Bernardino is San Bernardino. Right. And trying to figure it out, and talking to pastor, and I called him, and we were trying to get get advice, and he's, you know, let, he's letting us figure it out. <laughs> but while I'm talking to him, I'm like, oh, we're going to San Bernardino. Like, right. this is just going to happen. And then God began to work the miracles. Like... We don't again. We don't have time for them all, but we got this house in San Bernardino, and we went there with the intention we're going at some point we're going to start a Bible study, and then you know we did the men's Bible study, and it was going, but it still that wasn't everything that needed to happen. And then we're like, all right, between us and um, the Sanchez family and the Ohio family, who both have um, long-standing burdens for San Bernardino. Um, like we're gonna get together we're gonna do a Bible study and we're gonna invite people and we were there about seven weeks and we were about two weeks into it and um, we were approached by a man in the church he had started a business um, and two years ago he had this burden and it just all came to a point at the same time he had a burden two years before that he was gonna open up a business and he wanted to open up a business that could double as a storefront church that um, is awesome and he had tried for two years, and God opened the doors for him. And right when God opened the doors for him, God started opening the doors for us. Um, and it's we've been doing uh, services there on Sundays, and it's we've had visitors, and it's been good. We've had people praying every Sunday. Um, we've had good people coming. A lot of um, a lot of just neat stuff has happened. A lot of crazy stuff has happened already. <laughs> <laughs> But God's, we're on a main street in Yeah, we, we are also. on a main street in a pretty rough area of San Bernardino. Um, 
it, it, it gets interesting. You get a lot of front row <laughs> to all the yes, events. Yes, yes. Yeah, we will, uh, someday we'll have to write a book or a podcast about <laughs> just the weird stories that we've seen in San Bernardino, but already. But God's been in it, and God's been getting, God opens these doors, and we didn't, you know, I tell people all the time, I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I don't know, I'm just holding on to God. And God's opening the doors, and I'm like a little kid, like walking through the candy school door. Ah, oh, what are we gonna do next, God? I'm I'm ready to go because we don't know what we're doing, but God does. You know, making this transition, um, obviously, you know, just looking at biblical stance, you know, the man, the woman, you know, this is where God, just the way mo- the way God moves. Uh, Sarah, I mean, how I, I'm trying to find a way to word this. Uh, just supporting the vision, supporting the dream, also having the vision at the same time too. I know it's not one-sided at all, right. but I mean, how, I mean, a lot of the time when people just hear, it's, oh, Pastor Caleb, you know, Pastor Caleb Dillon, yeah. but you know, then everyone has to remember that behind every great pastor is a great, great oh. woman of God, okay? Sister Erica Booker, I'm gonna just go name a few from our church, Sister Brenda Booker. Right. I, and I know this is going to make you feel a little uncomfortable, but you're going to... I'm shrinking in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to be matching up with them. And, and this is for reals. And like, and even just this, the fact that the way this is going, right. it's God God sees great leaders and he sees the great thing that's going to happen here. And uh, I don't know, just share your burden about starting this. And My burden with... I don't know. I think I'm just more... I run on surprisingly for those that know me i run on compassion and it's just been like i said you know going out moving to san bernardino was really important if we're going to start a church i really feel like you should live in that place that's just my personal preference because i want to know these people and so then i purposely i take our kids out like when we first moved out for walks like you're going to know this place you're not going to be afraid because it is a rough place we would literally walk down streets that you probably shouldn't walk down with my children you're going you're not going to be afraid of this place these are your people and so from day one of us moving into san bernardino i think that caleb and i both had that same strong burden to see people as people not as you know oh there's this crazy guy that's always on the corner it's like no that that's a man on the corner and that man needs jesus and you know we've really tried to even put that in our kids like we go to the parks that you probably shouldn't go to and I tell them that woman needs God. You know, it's not just this lady that's you know wandering through the park. And so, yeah. no. I don't know. I feel like that's my biggest burden has been. It's just honestly compassion and a heart for those for the people of that city. You know, and uh, and I'm you know, I'm sure that compassion probably stings back on bus ministry. Yeah. We go to rough neighborhoods. We see rough families. And you learn new. not to be afraid. You learn to not be afraid. You walk these streets. What, what, do you remember where you were? We on went, which I went on Jackson. You were on Jackson? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a rough town. And I believe when you were involved, because I'm okay, because i not trying to say you're much more older than me, but <laughs> I was younger and I remember that there was a group of people that were going to do outreach and the cops would go and watch I was, them. Uh, Were you on that group? Okay. So the the cops would follow you guys just to make sure that you guys are like protected. Yes. We had criminal activity on some of ours and we'd still have to, you know, go in, get the kids and... But isn't it crazy? I mean, you saw probably some really crazy things going on, but yet you probably weren't scared. No. You probably just knew like, this is where I'm supposed to be. These are my people. I mean, there is times where I've dropped off patients. Well, (laughs) I've dropped off 
bus kids and literally there was a shooting a couple yes. minutes before you know yeah. and I'm like you know, all right kids you know go inside you know like you know you do yeah. your best to make sure you protect them right but at the same time but i was never afraid it's like, the i think the need is greater than anything and you're able to respond to that need you know like that need is greater than the circumstance yeah well and when you're walking in the will of god god will give you a boldness yep. that you don't five deserve. foot tall women probably shouldn't have <laughs> <laughs> yeah God will give you a boldness and you'll do things that you look back on and you're like, why did I do that? Why did that happen? Well, God was in it. And it's the Holy Ghost inside of you that... Gives mother's grace. You exactly. know, I was still at home and my mom was... She exactly. tried. She didn't say much, but I know she was God also worried. gives you that awareness too, though. Yes. He's not it's not foolishness you... by any means. Yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. You can walk into something and you can feel, right? Like through your whole yes. life, like you can feel I'm going to be okay. Right. And if not, like God will. And you will you feel. When it's time to Let's go. Let's go, kids. When yep. it's time to and go. And my kids know that too. They know there's just a little snap. They grab my hand and we walk away. Yep. Because you, yeah, it's, there's definitely wisdom there. Yeah, you got to, I mean, you're, you're careful and you're wise as best you can. But at the end of the day, this is God's thing. And I'm just following God and whatever God does, I just want to be involved in it, mm -hmm. and it, and if he and if he's in it, you know, like like the scripture says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And you know, it's like I don't want to be slain, <laughs> you know, right? But at the same time, like if that's what it takes, you know, like I, I was I was reading a while back about uh, Stephen, and Stephen in in Acts was killed, right? He was martyred for preaching the gospel. But when he preached the gospel, it was Paul, or who became Paul, was the one standing there holding the cloaks. Yeah. And it was, you know, God put trusted Stephen enough to let him die. You know, Stephen didn't go out whimpering and crying. He went out saying, I see God. Mm -hmm. and, and they were so angry at him, they came and they were biting him. And literally, it said they were gnashing him with their teeth and all this stuff. But... It was, he saw the heavens opened. And I, like I said, I don't want to be slain. But, you know, and I, I don't want to get beat up or anything like that. But at the same time, like if, if that's what it takes to do the work of God, then I, I, I pray that that's where I'm at. And so you can go into these rough areas and these crazy areas and areas that you wouldn't go to any other time. Like there's areas I'll go on outreach that I will never go back there, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go buy anything off Craigslist in that area. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and I, I know where your guys' church is located. Um, I remember when they told me, I was like, oh, wow, really? Okay, all right. And some of the things that I'm being told that you guys have to deal with on the outside of the building. Right. I'm like, that kind of could be a persecution in a way you know where i'm like i i know that me personally like i'll be like this is disgusting why am i doing this again it's it's just guys there's a lot of homeless activity around there but you know what it's it's, it's at the same time though those main streets that it all surrounds those apartments that are nearby it is in a perfect location to right. start a church yeah now let's start about some you guys are starting a home mission work so music singing <laughs> like, like tell us about that like i i, I have i don't have much home experience uh home church experience like i just don't right uh, and I, I i know i need to experience it i really do because it's 
it's eye-opening. I go yeah. to a church with there's hundreds of people. There's already a PA system there. Right. You know, like yeah. I don't have to set it up for a business to start the next day. Right. So tell us about that. How? First all, we don't have much experience with home vision. <laughs> so the first thing that we did is we reached out to Brother Preston Brown and his wife Claudia, and we actually had a little meeting with them like, hey, we've never done this before. Yeah. You seem like you yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, so he was actually, well, both of them were, a, they were great to give us advice, you know, and encouragement. And he actually gave us um, chairs and a sound system because otherwise we wouldn't that have had anything. We were such just, a blessing. we were willing to just, you know, show up and be like, hey guys, <laughs> we're here. I'll talk really loud. <laughs> uh, as far as music, yeah. uh, yours truly is learning to play the piano because that's what you do for <laughs> <laughs> all missions. That's awesome. Um, we have Brianna Hell is learning to play the piano as well, so her and I are switching off. Um, and then that's that's about it. We have yeah. our keyboard that we bring from home. Talk about the being two- pushed into a ministry. I'm just like, Lord Jesus, I don't know what I'm doing. You gotta teach me how to play this piano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Move my and, fingers. And you know, like did Sarah and Brianna and uh, Vanessa uh, all sing. Right. She started making uh, Zane sing with her, and right. Zane is so our middle child. He he. he she's making 10. him uh, start praise singing with them. Zane is singing. That okay. is so cool. Full, I, I understand. Full disclosure, <laughs> podcast listeners. I gave him five dollars <laughs> to praise sing with me the first time. <laughs> the behind the scenes. Because I knew I. I know that we need this. Like we, mm-hmm. this, it's us, you know, and yeah. I need to start training them. Like this yeah. is going to be, this is our foundation. And even yeah. with the Sanchez's and the O'Hells, like we've, we've all talked about that. Like we are the foundational people of this, you know, of this church. So, but the first time, so the first time it cost me $5. Now he's very excited. If awesome. I'm, if I'm yeah. at the piano, he's like, okay, what are we singing on Sunday? Yeah. Oh, no, that's know. cool. And, and then we but, put, uh, Wyatt is our sound guy. Yes. You know, he, <laughs> He's learning. Awesome. He um, is legitimately the sound guy. And, 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 and just for the podcast, mics. how old is Wyatt? Wyatt's just 12. The, he's 12. Yeah. He's, so Zane is yeah. 10, and he's our praise singer. Wyatt's 12. And we have like cordless mics. I think Caleb uses like a cordless um, headset. Like headset. And so Wyatt's like, okay, sound guy, you know, and he just goes <laughs> yeah. and plugs all his stuff in. He has it labeled. Yeah. He went to a sound training with um, oh, really? Albert. Oh, here. that's awesome. Yes, like that's he's so very cool. into it. Yeah. We have to find a ministry for Kristen still. She's eight. She's going to be a Sunday school teacher. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Wow. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. We've already been talking. Uh, Vanessa really wants to start a Sunday school over there. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we would put Kristen helping with that. And, you know, it's, we're trying to find things for our kids to do so it's not just mom and dad. Um, in, in a ministry, you know, I listened to your introductory podcast and I think you said some really good things there, but I don't want my kids to ever feel like they were not thought of in, in these things. Like we're, we're very deliberate in how we raise our kids and how, you know, we might not always do it right. <laughs> you know, we, we made plenty of mistakes, but we've tried to be very deliberate in how we raise our kids, what we allow our kids to be involved in, and sometimes what we make our kids be involved in. Um, Because we want them to feel the responsibility that this is my church. Um, Whether they, you know, stay with us in San Bernardino when they get older, they they stay in Rialto or, or, you know, go to 
Timbuktu, I, I, I don't know. But wherever and whatever they do, they need to know that they're part of the kingdom. And so we've been trying, we've tried to be very deliberate with that aspect. Like you, when you turn 12, you join the bus route. That's, well, of that's course you do. That's a statement that you just made about whether they stay with you in San Bernardino or, you know, wherever they may end up. It's, it, that really struck me right now because it's proving the fact that you are training them to be their own Christian. You know, like you guys are doing this work in San Bernardino and you're going and you're happy and they're going to see that. And they may choose to stay there. Why? Because they're finding joy in it, right? right. But they're not going to have to be there. No. They're going to have their own spiritual walk and right. life and responsibility. Yeah. And they're going to understand that. And it's hard. Like you want to, and you want to train them and you want them to do all these things. And so you figure out ways, like the boys come to the men's Bible study that we teach. Um, and, you know, some of the subjects we discuss are probably over their heads. And sometimes they'll come with me to question, come to me with questions afterwards. And dad, what did you mean by that? <laughs> you know, and like, so you have to break it down a little finer or whatever else. But at least they're seeing men um, study the Bible. And Kristen a lot of times goes with Sarah when she um, prays, sings or goes to choir practice, whatever else, because really that's what she wants to do. Um, she, she likes to sing and she likes music and that's what she loves. And so we want to encourage her to go to these things and see these things and see how women worship and see how women pray and see how women are involved. Because ultimately, like, you're raising future adults, you know, and these, these are the people that are going to be involved in the church, um, we talked about earlier, but training your replacements, you know, yeah. they're going to replace me or replace somebody at some point mm -hmm. and, or God's going to open a new door for them to walk through and whatever it might be, but you're training the future. Yeah. The Bible says they're like arrows in a quiver, right? Mm -hmm. And with these arrows, we want to make sure they're sharp, they're straight, they're going to work and they're effective. So when they launch out into adulthood, they're effective in their ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, whether they're learning from us, whether that's our mistakes, our directions, all of that, they're getting through it and they're going to learn like, hey, you know, like this is what mom and dad did and I'm going to learn from them. Um, now, besides just raising them in ministry, there's also just home responsibility that you guys have to make sure that you guys maintain. How, how do you guys balance that uh, being so involved you know, and, and Obviously, you yeah, guys talked about tying them in with the ministry, but how about just like making sure that they're just good kids at home? You know, the chore life. The you know, how how, how do you keep that also uh, rounded? Like the balance. I yeah, guess. yeah, that balance. Yeah, it. We're not um, the best balanced. At some <laughs> of <that> stuff. <laughs> to be honest, you know, our, our kids have responsibilities. They have um, chores and different stuff like that. Um, but honestly, there's way better people than us at some of this. Um, we're we're trying. Um, I, I do 
I feel like our approach to chores is not necessarily like a list and then you get your yeah. allowance for it. We've tried that and we're just, the kids didn't care for it. Like they didn't do their chores because it wasn't enough allowance. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to give you more allowance to make it work well. So we kind of approach like the whole home life as far as if we want to talk about chores. Um, it's a whole, like we all live here. We're all responsible for this place. Yeah. You know, it's still like that home citizenship, like. Yeah. You sit on this couch when at you know, in ten minutes I'm gonna set a timer, we're all gonna clean for an hour. I don't care what you clean, but pick something and clean it. And that's honestly like that's our whole approach to yeah. everything. Well, yeah, and, and like you, you want them, you train them as best we can, you know, they're kids and everything else and we get it, but you're training them to be a worker. And if I figure and, uh, you know, they're not grown yet, so <laughs> it's not like we have all the answers. Right. Um, but, like, if you train them to be, hopefully that translates. So they'll work for the kingdom of God. They'll work for themselves. Right. The, and, and you can start to see as they're getting older, you're starting to see flashes of it and glimpses of it. And then you're like, why don't we see that all the time? Right. <laughs> well, like... I'll tell you a funny story. It's on the bus, and uh, he had to do outreach, or he does outreach on Saturdays. And one of these outreach times, they went over. Like, say they were supposed to be done at 12, and they weren't done until 1, because, you know, who knows why. So it's fine. I'm just waiting. Well, our middle son, Wyatt comes up, and our middle son, Zane, he's like, well, it's about time. And this is Wyatt honestly has a burden for it. Uh, bus, he goes, well, I'm sorry that I was out trying to reach the lost and invite people to church, you know? Uh, but it's like, that's, so that's truly, you know, that's his heart. But it was just like a funny, you know, yeah. like this middle child's like, I've sat in the car for an hour waiting for you. But I think one thing that we have tried to do again intentionally is honor the honor and recognize that our children do work. In that, you know, when we do family day for the church, our kids help. Like, our kids go shopping with us, you know, so they know what Restaurant Depot looks like. Yeah. <laughs> They're riding on the cart with all this, you know, food and stuff. And we'll stop. And we do make sure that we tell them, thank you. Like, thank you for helping us. It's not just, come on, you need to come with us and get this done. You know, we're not dragging them around. We just really try to be intentional of always, like, I, I'm honoring you. Like, thank you very much. We couldn't have done this without you. You know, we couldn't have done this if you guys weren't willing to just go play outside while we cook, you know, and just, we're honestly, I feel like blessed with like exceptionally yeah. good kids. We I have know. really it, good kids. You guys really do. I was going to say that because uh, they're very respectful. You know, I, he's a hard worker mm -hmm. and he does his thing. He does a really good job. Same thing, Zane and Kristen, they're very good. On and a side I, note, real quick, family day is also another thing <laughs> we got pulled into <laughs> oh <laughs> yes in a good way we love it but that is another one as we're, if we're adding to the list <laughs> right yeah well and it's and it's good it's good for the kids to be involved in it um it's good for them to do all that but at the same time like yeah you have to honor them and you have to give them you have to reward them for that kind of behavior. Or acknowledge yeah. when it's At been a rough time. It. Like, hey, I know we've been super busy in the church. Yeah, you haven't been having a ton of fun because, you know, yes. you're driving around with us. But, you know, we'll make it up. We'll go yeah. to the park or something. Here, here's what we're going to do to make it up to you. Yeah. Here's, and, and, you know, that, I mean, it seems like it's working. <laughs> we Again, like, my kids like aren't any, grown yet. We I don't know. Like but anybody would respond well to that, you know? Like, hey, I acknowledge that you've been working really hard, and I appreciate that. You know, yeah, right. we do the same thing with our kids. You know, we take them on outreach on Saturdays, and 
at the end of the day, we'll go, we'll go 7-Eleven. <laughs> no, we'll yeah. Get an icy, you know, right. it's like, it's you know, sometimes it positive. that's, yeah. 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 and sometimes that's the bribe, like, hey guys, we got one more par- apartment complex, and we'll buy you an icy when we're yeah. done. Yeah, you know, isn't or, that life though? Like, that's the payout, right? You right. work, you work for two weeks, that's, and you that's get that's a paycheck, paycheck, you know, yeah. like, you study, you get a good grade, you, you go to Abby, they you get ice cream. Right. You're like, I want an icy and a candy bar. Oh, they will. Oh, they will. Well, and it's important, like, but it, it, the, like, the story of Mary and Martha, right? You know, Mar- it wouldn't have happened if Martha hadn't been working. But Mary chose the good part. She chose another part. And you've got to have, there's times where you feel like you're too much Martha. And you, you better go get some Mary. You better, you know, yeah. go sit at the feet of Jesus. Like, okay, I, I got to stop. Yes. I need to go pray and I need to. And there's times when you feel like I've been doing too much Mary and I'm getting too much, I'm being fed and I'm not putting anything back out there. And I, I need to go be some Martha. I need to go out and, and so you try to find that balance even with your kids is, is, hey, you guys have been, you've been doing Martha a lot. You know, it's, it's time for you guys to get a reward. All right. So I read a book before it's called. I really blew it. Is that the one that's right next to our bed right now? That, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the. I blew it. I think it's just I blew it. I blew it, and it's a guy. He's a children's minister, <laughs> yeah. and he talks about mistakes that he made. So it's all like, the things that he thought were like, this great idea. <laughs> like one was like it was okay. This is non-denominational, so he did one to where he did like an Easter egg hunt, but he put it in some like rock area that were also sharp <gasps> so the kids were over there but it was also no. i think like like a like a like a ditch <laughs> yeah and so nice. kids are falling and scraping <laughs> their knees they're like kids are, and so he's like I, and he talks about like bbs makes up makeup i mean one was like the hell it was like that part of the plagues of okay. uh, and so it's like oh it's ringing and so he starts to drop ping pong balls on these kids while he i think he also had like a fan or something involved and it was like more projectile than, yeah. you know? oh. so so with you guys being so involved there has to be funny stories i know sunday school has theirs there's a plenty of those but what are some things where where you guys just learning and growing because Sometimes people, when they start, they think they have to be perfect. Right. And we all know that we have all made mistakes, whether it's like really funny or really small. What are some things? All you have to do is find a partner. Philip Booker and Caleb Dillon's ad lib through any Sunday school activity is it's unmatched (laughs) like Julian would tell me like Kim I don't even know where to jump in okay she's talking (laughs) about junior camp we did uh, a session together it's like us three and I remember we had it all worked out you guys are I'm all Kim I don't even know where to go like I just kind of stand there like "Uh uh-huh yeah and I'm just like that I become the hype man I'm no longer like I'm just like yeah yeah (laughs) you know that's all I'm doing the whole time and, uh, but so, but what are some things that you guys will, if you guys could like just laugh about like today, maybe share with I'll, someone. I'll share something with you. <laughs> Here we go. How about the time that I literally restarted the whole choir during Sunday PM service? Do you remember that? No. Okay. So let me first tell you that we started a church in San Bernardino and now I have to sing all the time. Okay. In front of, you know, whoever shows up. Well, I actually have like a lot of stage fright. And so... Sister Jana McVeigh and Sister Sarah Booker would like, hey, why don't you do this solo? And I would just like, I don't want to. You don't understand. I just like shake so bad and I lose my mind and it's just really scary. 
Well, so there was this one, it was not, I mean, maybe it's a couple years ago, but now it doesn't feel like that long ago. Uh, there's this, a song where there's four soloists and I'm the first one, okay? And then, because then it gets better after me and nobody remembers like that I do whatever. <laughs> okay, so I couldn't find my part and I hear the music starting and in the mic, I'm like, could you... Could you, could you please restart that? <laughs> in the mic. And Sarah's face is just like, are you kidding? <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm going to stand here until you restart it. Oh. And it was like, they restarted it. And then thankfully, Natalie like sang my part in my ear. And then we got it. And it just kept going. But that's like definitely a learning experience where I was like, I don't know how I got through that, but you got through it. Nobody died. You're okay. You know? And so coming into San Bernardino, having to like carry the songs now, you know, it's like, I can't believe I'm that same person, you know, like you learn, like you, you will, you can restart (laughs) choir song in front of the whole Sunday night church and still, you know, make it like, you'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've done a, I don't know. There's, we've done so many dumb things. Like, when you're involved in a lot of stuff, you're going to do a lot of dumb stuff. And you, you just, you learn quickly to roll with the punches. How about when you, one time Caleb was <laughs> teaching a Sunday school um, lesson. You were teaching how to teach Sunday school at Redlands Children Ministry. And there's this really fun game. I love it. But they should put sunglasses on. Okay, that's a safety precaution because you cover your face in peanut butter and then somebody throws Cocoa Puffs at you. And the game is how many Cocoa Puffs can you get to stick? Okay. Well, he forgot the sunglasses part. And so he has this poor lady like covering her face in peanut butter. (laughs) She gets it in her eyes like (laughs) mid-class, but it's like greasy. And so she can't see. And she's like, people are throwing cereal at her. And she's just like okay but i can't see you know and then she's trying to be polite and it's like I, I need to go to the restroom please stop yeah. Going, yes yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. That was a and we just keep going it's, you know they it, it probably stuck though it, you they know probably stuck with someone I, I don't even know i hope they won we, we, yeah we've done a lot of really dumb things but it, it's one of those things like you just learn to roll with the punches like you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna make failures you're gonna have stuff's not gonna go right you know i don't care what we do it every time we do family day something happens you know a stove blows up you know food doesn't thaw like it's supposed to Um, that is true and i feel like a big part of life is knowing that something will probably go wrong and that's okay like it's okay something's gonna go wrong you kind of you don't like live in fear of it you just something's gonna go wrong because nothing's perfect and when it does, it's okay. We're going to handle it. And we're going to keep going. Yeah, you adapt. Change and adapt. Change and adapt. Change and adapt. And, and as you that do it... Family Day has honestly taught us that lesson. Yeah. Well, we did Family okay. Day one time in our, in our grassy area. We did decided to do a... Um, a, uh, a what, what's it called? Was it the water gun? The yes. water gun. The water gun fight. Yep. And so there was water everywhere and the wait, kids wait, were wait, loving wait. it. Dear listeners, we set up like a whole awesome maze yep. and it was going to be like yeah. Slip this slide, ultimate all, water yeah. gun, like paintballs yeah. type all situation. All the kids were excited. They Every we kid brought guns. Up. We brought extra guns and extra squirt bottles and all the stuff. We, it, it was kiddie good to go. Kiddie pools full of We had kiddie pools full of water. Well, unbeknownst to us, um, oh we flooded that little grassy area, and unbeknownst to us, there was huge, Millions. huge colonies of ants. Red, red ants. ants. Giant red ants. Yeah. And they were 
one of the kids like <laughs> devouring those children. Do it. There's an ant on me. And I was like, oh, okay, we'll go over and brush it off and keep going, right? And I walked, and this kid's legs are covered in ants. There were so many ants, I couldn't get them. I just took the kid and just dunked him in the kiddie pool and then made everybody But then they run. were getting in the pool. Yeah, then and they then all got in the pool. Like and then the they ants wouldn't... would not die. Yeah. yeah, there was too many ants. That's the ants wouldn't die. And it was, it was one of those, like, oh, okay, we, we, we won't do this one again. That was, like, weeks of planning for that. But, you know, like, I think... Some someone who's probably new getting involved in ministry, they're afraid to yeah. do something wrong and mess up. That young preacher who's going up there, they think they're gonna go up there and sound like Pastor Booker. They think you know right. they're afraid to. But I guarantee you, if we had a, the same podcast with Pastor, you probably had a funny preaching story. Like right. my first message, like right. did not go the yeah. way they go now. And it's the same thing. Like our planning something, it's like. You don't realize like, oh man, I didn't really think this through or I, I didn't see something ahead of time. But at the same time though, like doing all this, it still never replaces the blessings that come from working right. from the kingdom of God. There's a little bit of embarrassment right. and everything, but you know, we get over it. We really do, yeah. you know, and, and we we have to, you know, and people may we'll laugh about it. And sometimes it may even like cause us to like shake again just from like, the embarrassment of like literally we starting the Sunday night choir. You know? <laughs> I'm sure you have had some PTSD for a while about for that. Sure. But let's talk about what are some of the blessings that you guys could say come from just being involved. Just, just yeah. Well, to go back real quick, I'll, I'll tell you a, um, a lesson I learned. So I work in the medical field for those who don't know, and so you have to take CPR classes. And one of the lessons I learned in CPR class, there's there's a law called the Good Samaritan Law. And it basically means this. If you go to do CPR on somebody and your intentions are right and you're trying to do the best you can and you mess up CPR, you cannot be sued for it. Um, so, you know, you're supposed to give 10 compressions or 20 compressions or whatever it changes. It changes all the time. <laughs> but, you know, if you're, you know, pushing on somebody's forehead instead of their chest and, you know, <laughs> you're doing it, you mess it completely up. You still can't be sued as long as your intentions were right and you genuinely thought you were doing the best thing you could. And the reason being is the, the law says basically you can't be sued for trying to help somebody that's already dead. You can't be sued for trying to help somebody that's already hurt. They're, they're already in trouble and you're just trying to help. Mm -hmm. So you can't be sued for that. Well, it's the same thing in the kingdom of God. The, you, when you go to teach your first Bible study, you're probably not going to do the best. When you go to teach your first Sunday school class, you have 15 pages of notes and you're ready for your 15 minutes and you go two minutes and you go to hand it over and you look at the time like, oh no, what am I going to do now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sing and dance, you know? And, yeah. and the first time you do any of this stuff, you're going to be horrible at it. So it's the Good Samaritan law though. God has that too. Like you can't be hurt. You're not, you're doing things to the best of your ability, trying to follow God and God's going to bless it. And so you don't have to worry about getting sued by God, if you would, you know, God's, God's not going to hurt you. God's, God's not going to beat you up for it. You learn and you grow, but getting back to your, uh, the blessings that come, like it's hard to enumerate them. To be honest, there are, there are times when you feel like it's the lowest low and you're, you're drained. You have nothing left to give. You've given every bit of grace you have. You've given everything you have and you feel like it was, and you feel so whatever. You just feel down. And then you'll go to church and God will preach the mess. The pastor will get up and preach the message from God. 
that is exactly what you needed to hear. Um, I'll never forget, it's been years ago, we were in a really low place. Um, financially, spiritually, it just, there was no sin. It was just, it was God testing us. It was God trying us. It was going through those trials, but it got to the point. I, I came over to the church one Saturday night and uh, I was praying and I told God, I said, I, and I don't know how you pray, but I pray like, I talk to God like I talk to anybody else. And I told God, I said, God, I need some answers. Like, I can't keep going like this. I can't keep living like this. I'm not asking you to change the situation. I'm not asking you to fix the situation. I know you're going to work it out, but I need to know some things. I need some answers. And I didn't get any that night. <laughs> like, just straight up. I, I left that Saturday night. I went home and God did not give me the answers. And I went to church Sunday morning and God didn't give me the answers. Um, and I, Brother Mark said, was here that Sunday and he was preaching and I, I went Sunday morning. Okay, God's going to give me the answer Sunday morning. And I didn't get them. And I, I, but I needed those answers. And I was praying like, God, I need some answers. And Brother Mark's got up, was preaching that Sunday night. And what he was preaching about had nothing to do with what my issues were, what, what I needed to know. And I'll never forget, he stood up in the middle of his message. He's preaching. He says, and some of you look for an answer. Here's your answer. Boom, 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 boom. And went down my list and gave me an answer to everyone. And then went back to his message and preached a message. Wow. And, but that's the blessings of God. God's going to take care of his kids. Yeah. You know, that I, I, I read a scripture a while back and it's, it's changed me. So I don't know. For somebody else, they, you might already get it. But... The Bible says, Jesus talking says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give to them than ask? Yeah. In other words, I know I, I'm not a great person. You know, I know who I can be. I, I'm, I'm humanity. I'm, and if, but I still want to do the best I can for my kids. I would do anything for my kids. You know, and, and if I being evil, if I being flesh, if I being... Humanity want only the best for my kids. What more is God going to do? He He's better than me in everything. Yeah. And so if God's going to take if I'm going to take care of my kids, God's going to take care of me to the millionth degree. And that's the blessings of God. You don't always know where and how it's going to come, but God pours them out. And you, you know, like. Sometimes, you know, we, we'll be doing a pizza party or whatever on the bus, and you know, like, like it's all right, well, I, we can do this pizza party, but we're going to have to sacrifice going out to eat ourselves, yeah. you know. But then you do that, and then all of a sudden you get a text message from someone, hey, you guys want to go out to eat on us? Like, and then you, you know where they're taking you is somewhere where you can never afford, <laughs> you know. So it's like, it's like God, God's done that for it. Actually, one time I was cleaning the church with a young person, and I told, or I think we we're doing the buses, and I told him, I'll watch, God will bless you this week. Something will be given to you for free for you doing this this week. Because, you know, they were kind of like, man, this is a lot of work, blah, blah, blah. And I was just telling them the blessing. Yeah. And sure enough, something happened. He was just like, hey, yeah, I got offered a free lunch the other day. I'm all, yeah. you're welcome. Like, yeah. look, like, like, you know, like, yeah. I'm just, obviously not from me, but I'm just saying, like, right. look, like, this is, like, this is some of the blessings. And I know it's not always about getting literally, like, 
physically something you know we don't yeah. but sometimes it's that that spiritual answer we need sometimes it's that family member who gets right. touched right. you know that you've been praying for for such a long time as you're working on other people god begins to work on your family or right. work on someone a lost loved one or whatever so and yeah. i think too just the satisfaction there's like such a great satisfaction in working you know for god like doing a any job well you know there's just like this inherent like you're just satisfied you know. Yeah, and, and God blesses us in every way possible. And everything you can imagine, God's blessed us. He's He's blessed us financially. He's blessed us spiritually. He's blessed us in our health. He's blessed us in all these things that we didn't expect. We've had people do things for us that we just, we would never have expected. We never thought it was going to come. Um, I got a job. And I had, I had been laid off for almost a year, couldn't get find a job, and it was just, it was a weird time. And I get a job, and the first week I'm there, um, the man, the owner, he's like, hey, I have a, um, I have a box over at the Honda Center, and there's a, there's a, a, a little Disney show, a Disney on Ice. Would you like to take you and your family? It's on oh, me, yes. totally free. We didn't pay a dime. We sat in, we sat in a box. We sat in. And it was, they would bring us stuff and all that. We didn't, you know, and, and, and I sat there, I, I literally sat there and just, while watching Disney on Ice, like, it was dark, so I could cry. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I, you know what I told no, God? Like, it's true, because it was, that was, it was such tough a hard time where we were just like barely making it. You, know? and you kind of feel, I mean, you feel down, you yeah. know, you can't give your kids what you thought you would give, but you're still being faithful to church. You're still, you know, doing yeah. the work and, you know, showing up. And then I remember that, yeah. like, we got all dressed up over the top, you know, and then to walk in, like, hey, we're sitting in the box seats, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it was such a, like, a special thing. It was, it was, and it really was. It was God, like, hey, I still got you. Mm -hmm. You know, because I remember at the, at the start of that, when I got laid off and all that, you know, Kristen was real little and wanted to go to McDonald's. And I'm like, ah, we can't, we can't go to McDonald's. Well, why not? And you have to like try to explain to your kid that I can't afford to go buy McDonald's. Like right. it's just not going to happen. We we don't have that kind of money. We and so and you see that and like we're we're okay. God's yeah taking care of us. We didn't starve. You right. know, yeah. God really did bless us the whole way through. And you again, we don't have time for talk about all the blessings of God. But I will tell you, one day shortly after I got this job and I'm driving, and there's some stuff that happened and I was I was upset and I'm driving home and I had to drive from Anaheim and. I was driving a little car, stick shift in five o'clock traffic, and it was horrible. And my air conditioner went out, and I couldn't roll my windows down because they they got stuck. And I was all mad, and I, I, I started thinking, I was I was upset, and I was I started complaining to God a little bit, and it was almost like God like tapped me on the head, you know, like, hey, what about the good things I did? And I remember it was almost. 90 minutes from that point to that point I got home and I started talking out loud telling God thank you for this blessing and I was very specific on the things God had blessed with and I got home 90 minutes later and I hadn't finished the list God took care of us so oh, wow. like, yeah. so no sob stories like yeah, we're not no, no but, I get it and um, I just the other day you know I, I think you know we always have our ups and downs and I was having a down day where I was kind of just stressed out about just some stuff that's going on and you kind of get upset and you're kind of like God but I'm doing this I'm doing that why right. you know, why 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 
Well, then the next day, I'm, so I'm leaving work. I've been, I was praying at, at my job. So I'm leaving work the next morning. And a, a guy comes up to me and goes, hey, so there's two firemen, me and another guy. A, an engineer walks up and goes, do you guys want these pair of, extra pair of uniform shoes? And I'm like, um, sure, what size are they? He goes, 10 and a half. Well, the other guy had a 13 foot, and I'm a, I'm a 10 and a half. The guy looks at me and goes, why does this always happen to you? <laughs> I'm like, and it was like almost as if God was just like, hey, even though they were uniform shoes, you know, like, it was like God, but yeah. instantly in my mind, I was just like, I know why. Yeah. I know why this keeps happening to me. And like, I need to honestly stop crying, stop feeling sorry for myself, you know, and God's in control, yeah. you know? And, um, so the, the blessings that follow, like we know that, and that's it's obviously we're the children of God. Like we're, right. you know, we're, we're, we are going to receive Abraham's blessings. And that's just without a doubt. And we, we know that we all know that here. Um, if you can, just in closing, because we're right at an hour right now. If you could encourage, send a word of encouragement to like young people, young families, newly married, like what would be your advice? What would be your word of encouragement? I your wisdom. Something that we live by. I have this written on a mirror that is usually up in our house. And it's something that Brother Marks preached a long time ago. And what he said is if you will make God's business <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting emotional. If you will make God's business your business, he will make your business his business. And that is literally, that is our family motto if we ever had one. It's we have tried our best to make God's business our business knowing that God is going to turn around and always take care of your stuff. Yes, that's really good. And I, I guess the only piece of advice, get involved. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I, when I first came back to church, um, Bishop Booker gave me his testimony, and he wrote that in, in the front of the book. And um, it's one of those things, it just, it stuck. It, it finally stuck. That if you will seek the kingdom of God first, all these other things will be added unto you. What are all these things? It's all the things. Right. I mean, it's, it's so obvious, but yet sometimes we like, well, what about... The, it's all the things. Yeah. What, what are you wanting from God? What do you need from God? What do you need in your life? Is, is it a job? Is it a career? Is it a spouse? Is it a ministry? Is it, a, is it something? What do you need? Do you need your kids to do this or do that? or what? All these things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And you're going to make mistakes. You're going to... You know, th- nobody got here, you know, the first time. <laughs> you know, nobody <laughs> got here the first time. Um, you know, but if you keep doing it and you keep working and you keep going, you're going to get it. God's going to show you where you fit. If you keep trying all the handles, keep trying all the doors. You know, like somebody said, you know, the, the, there's certain doors God wants you to walk through and there's other doors that God doesn't want you to walk through. But how do you know? You have to jiggle the handle. You have to try it. And if it doesn't open, it doesn't open. You know, and there's some doors like you kind of like, are you sure? God, maybe it's stuck a little bit. You, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not meant for you. Like, God, I thought I felt my calling in Huntington <laughs> Beach, not San Bernardino, right? <laughs> you know, like, hey, I Hawaii, Lord, Hawaii. You know, you know. <laughs> but it's, but when you're in the will of God and you're doing what God wants you to do, it's, 
it just it feels right and god will just start opening doors and again you don't know what you're doing nobody knows what they're doing we're just following god you follow the cloud as pastor says all the time follow the cloud and wherever the cloud leads wherever god's leading go there because if you go where the cloud is you'll be where god's at and god's doing something cool all the time so you can get involved Yep, I, I love that. You know, I heard Brother Johnny King say uh, last year at Summit, you know, um, and wherever that door opens, do it with all your heart. Mm-hmm. And then when that next door opens, that room that you're leaving, you're not leaving it unkept. You, mm-hmm. you, you did your best, whatever it was at night. So when someone else comes in, they're not picking up broken pieces that you kind of left because you felt like... I'm too good for this, you know. I'm too good to just do bus ministry. Doesn't pastor know I should be preaching, you know, like something like that. But you know, so this is some really good things we heard today. Is uh, in closing, is there anything you guys want to say? Is any last last wisdom or you guys want to share? <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this, I'm telling you, this is gonna be a blessing to someone. This is really good yeah. stuff, and I really do appreciate I, you guys. I, I will tell you this uh, in closing. I, I did listen to your intro and there is a space for something like this where you know you're trying to figure out you're you got kids and it's it's a weird time especially when your kids are young mm-hmm. it's it's a weird time living for god um it's a tough time because you have to balance all this kind of stuff out but just know other people have gone through it and if they've gone through it you can go through it and if they were living for god with However many kids, you can live for God with that many kids. And if they were living for God and doing a work for God while they work in school or whatever else, you can do it. Because God's given us the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost is the same for me. It's the same for you. It's the same for everybody. Yes. So I think I think this is a cool thing, man. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And, you know, I, this has been on my heart for a while. And I finally just decided to pursue it. And it feels right. And so we'll keep doing it. So, but I am so thankful. We are wrapping up our first ever interview, guys. <laughs> Same. So in a couple of years from now, we're going to be like, we're going to look back at this, Ooh. and we're going to have to do like, all right, like let's talk about you know where we were then, where right. we're at now, and then oh, you know, neat. and like you know, how's the San Bernardino work going? But yeah. oh, you know, like how yeah. old are your kids now? I know. <laughs> like so. this lady restarted the choir. <laughs> <laughs> so. But I'm really excited, guys. Thank you guys for your time. I really appreciate it. So, all right, everyone out there, God bless, and you guys take care.